Well, it is good to see everybody back out. As I spoke just a few minutes ago, I do appreciate everyone being out here. I do realize that it is uh, singing night. Uh, I talked with Relin and found out that we've got a short sermon tonight, so uh, that's okay. I also didn't know that we'd be down the crowd that we are, so hopefully we've got plenty of singers that will step up and uh, sing tonight and uh, make that uh, a wonderful experience. But uh, as we do know, uh, today is Father's Day, and I thought that I would focus my attention uh, primarily, as best I can, on fathers. Uh, such a wonderful, uh, important job it is to be a father. I read a report on the internet not, uh, just this past week, in fact, and it said that the Census Bureau data shows nearly 18.5 million children grow up without their fathers. In fact, because of that, that's led to the United States owning the title of the world leader in fatherlessness in the world. Homes without fathers. It went on to say that we know that fatherhood is essential to the development of our children. And the increased involvement of fathers in the home leads to better results on a wide variety of outcomes, from economic prosperity, increased academic performance, improved social mobilities. Fathers in their respective homes continue to be a key indicator of success for all children across racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic groups. Fathers are important. No matter what people tell you today, fathers are important. It went on to say that 85% of children and teens with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 70% of all adolescent, adolescent patients in drug and alcohol treatment centers originate from homes without fathers. Perhaps that doesn't shock you. I think it did me to see those numbers, to hear those statistics. It continued, fathers empower, teach, and develop our children. They play a direct role in their well-being, mental health, and ability to persevere through adversity. That was upon something of uh, America in Crisis by Burgess Owens, Brian Donalds, and Jack Brewer. It was on the internet just this past week. Another story from the Washington Post, YouTube. I don't know how many people use YouTube here today. It is a, yeah, <laughs> we work on cars, don't we, Mike? Uh, we build houses, we do all kinds of stuff. YouTube has become one of the most popular sources of information gathering. Need to know how to do something? Go to YouTube. You want to know how to work on your car? Your car don't run? Go to YouTube. Lay tile in the house? Go to YouTube. Fix a sink? Work on this? One thing or another? YouTube. Enter in a man by the name of Rob Kinney and his YouTube channel, Dad How Do I. That's the name of his YouTube channel, Dad How Do I. And Rob Kenny is a 57-year-old introvert. That's a guy that likes to stay by himself. He doesn't really get out there. But he saw a need. He saw a need that people needed to learn something. He had a difficult childhood, a mother that was eventually unfit, he was uh, the seventh of eight siblings, and his dad had taken care of them all. His dad found another 
wife eventually. And his dad came in one day and he said he was done raising kids. Done. He was 14 years old. And as he looked around of him, he realized that he was not the only kid that didn't have a father. And he decided at that time that he was not going to do his children that way and that he would also help anybody else who needed a father figure. He posted his first video, How to Tie a Tie. That was it. How to Tie a Tie. It wasn't until I got to being here that I learned how to tie a tie. Probably not been that many years since I did, and I still don't know how to do all the fancy tie stuff. But he is more interested in teaching his how, the audience how to learn. He wants to empower and instill confidence in his view, viewers. You want to learn how to hang lights. You want to learn how to work on the sink. Dad, how do I change a tire? Whatever it is, you go to that, and he'll show you. I've not seen it. I don't know anything about it. But he said there's so much more to being a dad or a mom than just fixing things. He says you have to share your heart with your kids. And to say that his channel is popular would be an understatement. He has 3.5 million subscribers. That was a shock to an introvert. He didn't know how to handle it. He's had more than 15 million views. In less than two months, months after his first post, he surpassed one million subscribers. Do you think people need a dad? Do you think they're looking for somebody to show them how to do things? I think they are. I share these two stories to show the importance that fathers have in the lives of the children statistically and in social things, and learning, and teaching. Children need their fathers. They need their fathers. How sad and empty and difficult when the father is not there. He is far more valuable than perhaps he even knows. Who can know what things are missed, including the amazing power of dad jokes? Who hasn't had their day lifted by a dad joke lately? Not today. <laughs> or being uh, embarrassing your children publicly. Okay, that's what dads like to do. We're just kind of good at it sometimes. But fathers are pretty important, don't you think? I think they are. The statistics I mentioned first are mind-boggling to think of the impact dads have in the home in every aspect of the child's life and development. The men, need for men to be fathers, to be dads to their children because so many children are left to fend to themselves. Even the basics of life, learning how to do anything, that's our dad job. They have to learn that from somewhere else. Perhaps they will get it from the internet or from the street. They'll get involved in something else. Brad Harib had a interesting uh, comments in the bulletin today about some of the children that he's been talking with lately. On your way in or out, Grab one of those if you can. I remember talking to a woman a long time ago, and her husband was already up in middle age, maybe even beyond that, and he was very upset because her husband's dad had gotten sick, best I remember, and he was needing help because he couldn't take care of stuff around the house and around the farm. And so her husband, being as aged as he was, he was going and trying to help his dad, and the thing was he didn't know what to do. 
His dad had not taught him through all of his growing up years. And here he was, elderly, and having to learn it for the first time. And it hurt him. It bothered him. The need for good dads, dads who are willing to be just that, dads, is so important. One of the things that came up over and over again as I studied this lesson is the importance of time spent with your family dads for you to be there. Yes, I know we all work. I had a factory job all these years. And you got to work what they tell you, don't they? And it's hard. But one of the things they kept on saying was, dads, you need to spend time with your family. You need to be there. You need to be there. That was a continual thought, not a picture of you, not a passing glance, not a few minutes a day, but dad, teaching, showing, praying, playing, the presence of dad in the family, the time spent, especially the godly dad, is an unquestionable value. To a father who is not there is the influence of all that he has, and all that he has to offer is gone. And so many people are craving dad. You're important, dad. The impact you have on your life, and perhaps your neighbor's life, life your grandchildren. I don't think that that impact can be measured. In today's world, children's lives are filled with phones and computers and friends, and they're not godly. When dads and moms are not there to fill those time with their family, guess who is? Satan is there to influence as quickly and as powerfully as he possibly can, 1 Peter 5 and 8. He walks about like a roaring lion, devouring whom he can. Fathers, you're placed in the family because God put you there. You're the head of the house as God desired you to be. And as dads, we have responsibility to God and to your family. And you must be, we need to be, what God wants us to be. The first thing you have is responsibility to your wife. You didn't become a father by yourself. You're not an amoeba. I'll let you think about that in a science class. Okay, that might have been a dad joke. I don't know. Judge for yourself on that. You have a helpmate whom you are to love, Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. It's a great love, a sacrificial love, a devoted love to her. In today's society, it's so important to love each other and to show that love to each other and that the husband be the man and the wife be the woman as God created them from the beginning. Matthew chapter 19, verses 4 and 5. Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Man and woman, husband and wife. It is so important that they live in agreement, that they have the same goal in life to serve and live for God and pass those values on to their children. Again, I say, fathers, you have such a great responsibility in life. You are to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, Matthew 22 and 37. You are to love your wife and love and teach your children. 
I think of Abraham here and what the Lord said of him in Genesis chapter 18 and verse 19. He said, For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. God knew Abraham. God knew Abraham very well, and Abraham knew God. And God knew that he would be the kind of father who trained his family, even all of those in his own house, to serve God, to be devoted to God, to worship God, to live as God directs in all ways, and to do righteousness and justice to our fellow man, that he may enjoy the promises of God. Dads, we want to be like Abraham. We want to teach our children. We want to teach them to be devoted to God, to bring them up in all the ways of the Lord. But we must be sincere in love and in faith that they'll be able to trust us and to obey us in our families, that we're leading right. We cannot be hypocrites in our spiritual lives and be respected in such by our families. It's not enough to tell your family to go to church. We all know that. Go to worship, and you stay home. It's not enough to tell your children to read the Bible and then not do it yourself. It's not enough to tell them the power of prayer in your life, and they never pray with you. They need godly fathers who are going to teach them. Does your faith show? Does your faith show? Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children are obey their parents, not the other way around. They're the ones who are being raised up with purpose. We're raising our children. Christians are raising their children with a purpose to keep the way of the Lord. It seems, as we spoke earlier, their children are left to themselves, and they desire good moms and good dads. Not just one or the other, but unfortunately in life, that is the way it is. Perhaps they do have one person that has to fill both roles. And I've seen some very good people that have done that very well. But God would desire us to have two, because it's not easy by ourselves. It's not easy. The children need to obey their parents, because it's right. It's what God wants. It's the right thing to do for children to obey the parents. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 20 put it this way, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. It's the right thing to do, and it pleases God. And they need to know it is right, and that all things that they do in life are with the intent to do what is right in the eyes of God. And obeying parents is just that. It's right, and it's pleasing to God. No child should have to obey a wicked parent and have to be forced to disobey God. In fact, they should not. They should always do what God wants them to do. A lot of times today we see parents who don't parent. They're swayed by the social reforms, political correctness of the time. They lead their children by the ways of the wor world and not by the word of God. And that's also what Brad Harib was talking about in his bulletin today. Unfortunately, there'll be a lot to answer for in that. 
Ephesians chapter 6, 4, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Although both parents raise the children, fathers are especially referenced here. Fathers. Fathers. Probably because of the heads of head of household designation. Do not provoke to arouse to wrath. Don't be unreasonable, severe, unjust, unloving. Remember, they're children. They're not grown-ups. They have to have time to get to where you are. I think we get impatient. So many stories I've read of parents who expected so much of their little children. They were quick to point out every wrong and every failure. It was easy for their children to become angry or discouraged, Colossians 3.21. They need encouragement, especially in today's world. They need you so much to endure whatever's going on in their lives. They need you fathers to bring up, to bring up. The idea is to rear to maturity. You are bringing up your children to maturity. They're so small. They're tiny. But they grow so fast. And one day they will all be grown up and your time to be a parent will be over. It's so short. I'm looking upon your faces here tonight. And we can remember when our children were tiny. You've got grandchildren in your lap right now. And they grow so quick. You've got that much time to bring them up to maturity. In training, education, instruction, discipline, training by chastening, not abuse, not beating them to death, but by chastening. Train your children in the way the Lord approves. It takes time. It takes patience and discipline. The world doesn't like to hear that, but God told us how to correct our children, didn't he? When they do wrong, it's right to correct them. No one's perfect, not even parents. There are so many times we fail, but we surely must try. We must try to do what God would have us to do. Admonition, the word means putting in mind, then warning. We are, as parents, to guide them from doing wrong, from wrong influences, from wrong actions. That's our job. We're responsible to do that. You have the right to warn and keep your children from those things. We are to use God's word. He's the one that tells us. He's the one that nurtures them, brings them up. But we use his word to do it. We use his word to do it. Being a father is a big job. Your family needs and depends on you to teach them right from wrong, to correct them, to warn them, to teach boys to be men and girls to be women, to know God in his way. Some people give up their responsibility in this, but they give up so much joy and the rewards from having children that grow up well. So many times in life, so much is put on the wife to raise and teach the children, but we can't overlook how important the dad is. He's not an appendage that he can be set to the side. You are important dads. You are important grandparents. You are important godly men who may be neighbors, who have the influence to instruct and to help people. These young people have such a hard time in life. You're important. Rob Kenny, 
the internet dad we spoke of earlier, his daughter, he has a son and a daughter, his daughter's all grown up. And she said of him, I genuinely think he was put on earth to be a dad. He was put here to be a dad. And that's a wonderful compliment. Dad, you're crucial to the home. The guidance, the discipline, the instruction that came comes from you, from all you've learned in life. Because you've been there, you've been through it, you've lived it. The ability to give those lessons to your children. Or perhaps you're now sitting there thinking about your own dad and how he did the best for you. Would you be where you are today? This is just my little way to honor and give respect and encouragement and tell you how much I love you as dads. You've got such a big job. You've got such a big job. The importance of fathers in our lives is so incredible, but especially to the godly fathers who did so much to teach us who God is, what he wants from us, who brought us to worship, who opened the Bible with us and to us, who prayed with us, who corrected us, who taught us right from wrong. We're so thankful for everything you do. I hope you appreciate your fathers, but also that you appreciate and love your heavenly father, God who loves you even more than your earthly father, if you can imagine that. God loves you more than your earthly father. He has given you life, breath, and all things, Acts 17, 25, but also he has given you the hope of eternal life through Jesus Christ, his son. The greatest father gave the greatest gift, Jesus, for you, that you might be with him for eternity. Are you a child of God tonight?